Hello, and welcome to the Unqualified Culinary Critics. We are a Vegas-based podcast that celebrates food and culture. Join us as we talk about our food and cultural experiences, and we do hope that these stories connect in some way to each one of you as well. We are back with Monica of the Love Yourself Foundation, and today we are going to talk about how food has helped us heal and also give a little bit of a story to them. So let's get right into the conversation. So first of all, welcome back, Monica. It's a pleasure to have you back on, and we really do appreciate it. Thank you. I'm grateful to, to be here. Thank you. So would you like to go first on the topic? Sure. And Ashley, would you like me just to start just sharing what, what are the foods that have helped? Yeah, yeah, you can do anything, whatever you're comfortable sharing. Okay. Um, I would say that I started to become more conscious with my food, with my diet um, about six years ago now. During that time was when I was going through the lowest point in my life, you know, uh, really going through a deep depression, going through um, anxiety, panic attacks. So it really forced me to look at all the ways to help myself heal and to understand that. Um, So apart from going to therapy and uh, having a, a more disciplined yoga practice, I really took an audit of everything that I was consuming. And not just food wise, right, just in general, like the music, like the people, you know, just all those things. But specifically with food at that time, because I was having, honestly, very debilitating panic attacks, I started to research um, all the foods that really could help me as I was trying to understand and have a better relationship with my nervous system. So at that time, I started to implement uh, more leafy greens. I, I had never really had a relationship with vegetables like that, and especially intentionally. So I anything from spinach to kale to collard greens, uh, broccoli, you know, those dark leafy greens, I started to implement in my, my daily diet as much as I could. Um, and I have, I definitely went through a period of um, at least consuming it in smoothie form, but at least ensuring that I was getting some leafy greens in my in my day to day life and cutting out at that time meat products for me. Um, I was also learning just more because I'm I'm a I'm a big believer in energy, right? And so at the time, since I was so out of balance. I was just reading of the benefits of reducing that meat consumption and uh, just switching more to a plant-based diet. However, I never went fully plant-based. I actually switched to pescatarian. Mm-hmm. So I was, I at that point decided to become pescatarian, and I was pescatarian for five years, I, uh, for a long time. So that's what my diet really consisted of. And it it actually really helped, at least for me, with everything that I had been going through. And um, it really at least made me be more intentional. And I really started to pay more attention to preventative methods of uh, making sure that I can prevent illness, right, in the future and, and really knowing where my food is coming from. I always try my very best to eat as locally as possible. Um... I know that sometimes is hard, right? 
not everybody can grow their veggies or have like a local butcher, right? Mm-hmm. But as, as much as we can, that's I that's what I try to do anyway. I try to do that as much as possible. But I actually switched back to eating meat products about a year ago now. And I don't eat it every day. Um, the reason being I actually had a checkup and I was a little iron deficient. So my my doctor was saying, hey, you know, if you just go back, um, just be intentional with it. You know, you don't need to be eating it every day, but enough for you to, you know, get back to a healthy state. And that and that's what worked for me, you know, and, you know, I don't look down on anybody that um, on either way, on either side of the spectrum, right? Like everybody is different. Uh, we all have a different constitution. So whether, you know, vegetarian works for you, veganism, pescatarian, um, or eating, you know, whatever. I'm, I'm a big advocate of just ensuring that you're taking care of self. And um, if one of those diet lifestyles work for you, then by all means, this has just been my journey, right? And um, and so when I do eat meat, I do try to make it, um, making sure that it's coming from a, a good source. Um, and I don't eat fast food. That is one thing that I definitely stopped doing a long time ago. Um, if I have to, I mean, maybe some fries, you know, in a desperate situation or, um, but I, I don't, that's a big rule that I do have for myself. Um, and, um, yeah, that's kind of been my journey leading up to, to now. And, um, yeah, and it's definitely helped, you know, and, and I think that's the biggest thing I've learned in these past years just has been to be honest with oneself um to really um become as intentional as you can and i think one piece too is trying to make food a ritual um i know i mean in the us right uh it's a very fast-paced way of living Mm -hmm. um and it can be hard sometimes right to just be like no i want to sit down and eat um so i i'm with my spanish culture it's honestly the, it's the opposite, right? In my in my Spanish culture, food is very ritualistic. It's very you you know you really you, you sit you still have you know for the most part, it's still very observed to sit down in family to to slow down and eat and enjoy and and that pleasure that that food can bring. And so for me personally in my life, my Spanish culture has really helped me to become intentional and also to. Uh, have a ritualistic approach to eating and also doing my best to be as mindful as I can when I am actually eating and always to give thanks. Like that's a practice that I've had now for some years now before I, I eat anything is just being grateful for the food on my plate to honor, you know, the people that helped bring it to my plate, whether it's the workers, you know, wherever it came from. Um, and to pay that to pay that respect to life because there's just so much right that goes into the creation of everything. So just to take that moment to pause and give gratitude. Yeah, I can I can relate to you on what you said. Like it is really good to be able to still spend time with family while dining, and of course in general. And it's really good that you're practicing being uh, ritualistic in terms of you know spending time with family, taking time to actually reflect on the people that prepared and cooked the food. Because not not a lot of people would really think about that. They would just, um, I'm kind of saying this for myself too, so I'm, I'm admitting guilt, but there would be times where I would just like, my food's right in front of me and I would just start eating. 
And um, I think that now that you brought up the like giving thanks and showing gratitude, it's just a um, that of course I need to improve more. And I think not not just me, but everybody listening would also take that into consideration because well, there, there's not a lot of gratefulness that people express nowadays. It's more of um, it's a different um, form of mentality. But getting back more into the food thing, it's really it's it's just a good approach and just practicing positivity with food and how food unites people. Like I know for a fact that when I helped start this podcast, that we talked about food being a universal topic. That it's right in the middle of the table and it's kind of like I guess in a form like a metaphor for like the in between like the Venn diagram. While there's like differences aside and there's like people just not getting along with each other but when there's food in the middle food in the table then that's when we put aside our differences and come together that kind of thing so it's good that food will have that kind of duty to help people um look more into positivity and to kind of like go more into a little bit of my, of my background too since you mentioned yours i had mentioned in previous episodes that i don't eat pork i used to when i was younger so pepperoni was a um it it was something that I used to like enjoy as a kid, but then knowing that my mom doesn't really eat pork a lot because that's her choice, I was like, I don't have to do that either. And I've been like into, I've been into kind of thinking about learning more about vegetarianism and maybe like maybe trying it for a week, maybe even doing like vegetarian vegan and stuff. But I'm still kind of um, thinking about that a little bit more just to try. And then I've heard about pescatarianism and if that's that's um the word but being pescatarian i've known some people who have gone into being a pescatarian and for those of you who don't know what that is and i think monica may have just explained it pescatarian is basically eating more of a fish diet so there's no land meat no no beef no pork it's mainly more about fish so that's something that i'm also considering looking into as well i don't eat a lot of seafood for belief reasons and also with the pork thing I think just being able to look at what I'm eating looking at the ingredients and being able to see that before I put it down um, before it goes into my stomach is something that's very important because nowadays like before I would just like if it's there and it's edible and um, it tastes good I'll, I'll eat it but now I'm just being really mindful but I, I've been a picky eater um, when I was growing up so it's kind of a um it kind of just comes as a secondhand thing as I as I get older but sometimes being picky isn't the best thing because it leads to being close-minded and open-mindedness is more important nowadays and always so yeah that's just um kind of a little bit of my um my situation but just going towards a more healthier take instead of like eating corporate um stuff like with chips lace or Doritos. I, I like to go for the more potato chips with like avocado oil, not the canola or sunflower oil, because I heard that those things are not good for us. So yeah, that's, that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. I think every all those little changes, right? Those mindful switches that we can do, the better. And I also wanted to mention Ayurveda. Ayurveda has been uh, definitely a role for me too, and learning how to eat better for my body and uh, Ayurveda, for those that may not be aware, um, is pretty much the ancient science uh, in India of approaching uh, just living. So it's more of like the the functional, like the operational side, if we're going to view it like that. 
of what we're consuming and and it goes hand in hand with with yoga and so ayurveda has definitely influenced me and helping me see food as medicine um so really knowing like what can we do every day in our daily life and to to prevent again illness to prevent disease and to again see food as a way of of helping life regenerate in our body and so again just wanted to give a shout out to ayurveda because ayurveda has definitely helped me that's good i I never heard of it so i'm glad that you brought it up And like, if we're we're talking about like routines for just a little bit, I've had a a situation with the, not much of a health scare, but I went through a a recent health problem like two years back and I was prescribed some medication, but I was thinking, oh, that doesn't really help me. So my family in the Philippines suggested that I try this beverage called rice coffee. And here we just um, burn the rice and then just grind it. And then we would put water over that. And I would drink that before I actually eat my first meal. So it's actually helped my stomach more than the medications that I was prescribed. And rice coffee is very beneficial to me. And it's something that I would recommend to anyone. I don't put anything in it. It's just water and then just drink it hot. Mm -hmm. So that's like one way that it actually healed me when I was dealing with that health problem. But um since we're talking about like how food is supposed to help us like regenerate our bodies, kind of um, make us feel a bit refreshed in a sense. I mean, obviously garlic is, is there. Garlic has like, it's probably one of my favorite plants. It is a plant and to an extent of like helping me eat the stuff. Like I know that garlic has helped me when I was sick and you know, my mom would, would have these remedies where I would and this is going to sound really strange, but it did help me. So um, I don't know if it's going to help everybody, but it did help me. So I'm going to be speaking on behalf of myself for this. But um, she would dice up garlic and put honey and just make me eat it for like, I don't know how many days. I don't remember. I haven't been sick in a while and that's a good thing. But that would help me get better. And that's something that those are like two natural products right there that don't even need to be altered. So like the, the natural products like or the natural plants, just like going into the natural, like the natural vegetables, just, just anything that's with no um, alterations or then it helps me or it helps in general. Uh, that's something that I, I like overall. And it did give me some form of healing. I did get better from my colds and, and all that. But yeah, I, I would just like give a shout out to garlic. And garlic is like one of the main, not, not I don't eat it every day, but it's a very useful plant to eat because it's very strong for sure yeah i've actually done that remedy before ashley and it is uh it's powerful Mm -hmm. the antioxidants are found and the different properties so it's a wonderful remedy to do and garlic is actually huge in uh, spanish food and when i see spanish referencing spain it's it's a big big ingredient out here and um yeah it's used a lot (laughs) that's good Do you want to like talk about like the healthy um, dishes that you've had in your culture that uses garlic primarily or not really primarily, but one of the ingredients if you want? Yeah, we do have um, a soup that is primarily garlic is definitely one of the main ingredients, but even garlic is used sometimes when you're just eating a steak. It's like thrown in a lot and, and just different dishes. It's funny, I have like just an anecdotal story. <laughs> Years ago, um, David Beckham was on 
the Real Madrid team. And when Victoria Beckham, she had an issue with like the paparazzis out here. They were just always on her, you know. But anyway, when it was time for them to move out of Spain and he was going to a different team, she was like, I'm so excited to leave Spain. Everybody smells like garlic. <laughs> so it's just, it's a funny memory uh, because I remember that that upset a lot of Spanish people. <laughs> but it's but just to show like just, you know, garlic is used a lot and in, in so many different dishes out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. And, you know, um, I think that garlic plays a huge role in like, a lot of the dishes that I ate too. And okay, I know garlic fried rice because my mom would make it sometimes and it's just basically frying the rice and then adding some garlic and spices to it. Like that's a good um it's a good boost for me. And then like I know this dish, it's um it is Asian. It is um I think more a little more Chinese, but I could be wrong, where we would um steam or boil the eggplant and then it has like diced garlic on top and then there's some soy sauce. So that's um, mm-hmm. something that I remember having a lot in the past. And even I, don't, I haven't had it in a long time, but that's something that we would order if we're at a restaurant, etc. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Have you, have you been to Gilroy also? Like Gilroy in um, California? I think I have, actually, but a long, long time ago. Mm-hmm. Same. Because the reason I yeah. bring up Gilroy is because it has, um, it's huge on garlic. That's why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Are there any other kinds of uh, foods that, or any other, any additional stories, if you would like to share about, like, that's healed you and you'd like to share more about that journey? I think for me, one of my, one of the biggest pieces too has been tradition and root and like how coming back to what you were saying earlier about food being that connector that way to unite um it's been to remember my roots my spanish roots and my mexican roots because i my dad is mexican but born in the u.s my mom is directly from spain so i grew up and my house was eating both cuisines and yeah i can't like that sentimental value in those dishes for me um, and in the way too that my family cooks it, right? Um, just the smells, right, that it are involved in my mental health journey. I would say like that that helped a lot. It was just to remember those moments or just little uh, my my grandmother. You know, I'd I'd come out to Spain every year in the summers, and my grandmother always knew like my favorite foods. You know, so she always made sure that she had it in the fridge for me or. If there was a famous dish, um, I remember there's a Spanish uh, cold soup that is eaten a lot during the summer. It's very refreshing and you can eat it like a soup or like a drink. Um, it's called gazpacho and it's uh, all it is is tomato. You can make it different ways, but this is one of the main ways is you mix uh, it in a blender. Tomato, green pepper, onion and bread actually. Um, sometimes people will add an apple or maybe they'll add a little bit of garlic too, but very, very simple. And then olive oil and vinegar. So in a way it's like a salad, but all blended together. And that, you know, comes summer, like that's one of my, my prime favorite things to eat. And so, but yeah, just remembering my grandmother's way of making it. My mom, I, I love how she makes it too. And then, I mean, over the years of me learning how to do it too, but just those little things, right? Those foods, those those recipes that go down the family line and it's it's meaningful. 
and even the, another dish that actually my mom made it today, which people might know it. It's probably one of the most famous Spanish dishes. It's called paella. And sometimes people will compare it to jumbo, like in, the, in New Orleans. But it's, it's just it's rice, mixing it with um, seafood sometimes, or seafood and a little bit of chicken and a little bit of vegetable. And saffron is one of the main ingredients to put in there as well. And um, but same thing, you know, the way that my grandmother would make it, the way that my mom makes it, it's a very, apart from it connecting me to my culture, it connects me to my family. So just, again, the, that meaningful back to the whole of us feeling rooted um, in our family lineage, I think it's important. And even if there's folks out there, maybe they're not as attuned, but maybe it's to the roots aspect, but at least maybe a food that connects them to their family. Um, or even, or whatever family might mean, you know, to the person. I just, I value that a lot when we come together and we can remember that. Yeah. That's a really, really good story. And I, I, I've been pondering in the past as to like, I want to do an episode about where we can maybe talk about possibly exchanging family recipes or like talking about more about our cultures. But I think all the listeners have heard all of the host stories so it would be really great to hear more from our guests so if you would like to come back on and talk more in depth with your culture and your background and also the foods that you had also mentioned a little bit more in depth we we would appreciate that if, if you would like to we open this for for anybody as well yeah absolutely ashley would love that thank you and, you know, just, just talking about the family aspect of Food for Healing, I, I can relate to you in regards to, like, eating with my family as well. When I would go to the Philippines, the cool thing about being there is that alongside being with my family, because that's, that's the main reason why we would go, we would also have the food fresh in our area. So my mom, she grew up in a rural area, and they would have, like, livestock there there's like chickens there's pigs etc so a dish that i may not be describing very well it's called danola and it's like a chicken soup but it's really strong in the sourness part of course there's chicken like i might just mentioned and there's some veggies in there but they also have like a sort of um see i can't really describe it too well in regards to like what is it that makes the soup really sour it's just, it's so good in general. And I, I really like to have it with rice sometimes because, you know, it just kind of helps. Um, it kind of, um, it, it, that's just my preference overall. It helps me. It's also good for when I'm also sick with a cold or, or whatever. So that's just a good kind of liquid. And they make it really good yeah. there when I was um, in the Philippines. And then another dish that is known that we have is butter chicken, which is, um, and it's good when it's fresh too, where they would just, um, cook the chicken somewhat fry it a bit and then it's like there's butter on it but there's also some more yeah. spices too but yeah it's just um being with family and and talking with them and then eating with them it's it's just something that I come to cherish doing and my parents taught me that a lot because I'm not from Las Vegas originally I'm from Los Angeles and I have family there still and around dinner time we would all meet at a restaurant we would congregate there and we would just um the foods in the table and we would just talk about our everyday lives, like how we're doing, um, what's going on, like that kind of thing. So just the whole family aspect and the food around us or the food in the middle, I mean, is just something that is, I'd say there's a lot of healing in that too, because, you know, we're with the people that we love. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. That's a that's a wonderful memory, and um, yeah, it, it, I think it make it helps us feel connected, it helps us feel human, and it's it's important to to celebrate. I truly agree. Do you have anything else that you would like to add in regards to like benefits of some dishes that you want to um bring up or anything that heals you or like any berries or any veggies or spices etc that brought healing to you etc i think just emphasizing again the leafy greens uh kale spinach collard green like they have helped me a lot watercress as well these leafy greens that are just so vitamin like they're just abundant in vitamins and a lot of time it's not like i I would say I particularly like the taste, but just I think I've grown accustomed to knowing that, hey, this is good for me. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's been a big turning point in my mental journey when approaching these vegetables, because I know that can be a challenge at times. Um, And making it fun. I think there's a I have I love this very simple salad that I'll make sometimes. And it's using I, I, I mean, I'll do this in different vari- variation, but for this example is uh, collard green garbanzos actually, and uh, just a little bit of lemon and a little bit of onion, and then sometimes tomato, but not always. But that's been a, one of my favorite salads that I've been made myself now over the years, and so simple. Um, and I think too, getting creative with dressings is fun. There's so many variations out there. But for me, like one of my one of my favorite dressings is is lemon and olive oil, and that's it. And then maybe a little bit of salt. But um, and then the salt that I'll definitely try to use when I can is the um, it's the rose one. Where it's I forget if there's the proper name for it. But you know, learning about the different salts and just how some are healthier than others, and just becoming more mindful. I think it's just becoming more mindful when approaching food, mm-hmm. I think has helped me a lot. And just being intentional and knowing, oh, yeah, okay, this is going to provide this for me. And uh, I also I am a huge fan of coffee um, and green tea. Those are my two favorite drinks. And when I approach drinking a cup of tea or a cup of coffee in the morning, for me, it's a very I look forward to it. You know, it, it's a very ritualistic thing for me as well. I, I love it. I love knowing that I'm going to have that in the morning. <laughs> um, and I've definitely gone through my my seasons where I used to drink too much and then I switched over just to green tea. Now I'm more balanced with it. So it's been fun. I think if we can think in general with wellness and wellness strategies is how can we make it fun? How can we make it feel like an adventure? How can we make it feel like a quest of like, well, what is it that I like? And I think that's important. And also just celebrate our senses when we're eating and really, again, taking those moments to taste, to feel, and to bring that wonder back. I think those are definitely been pieces that have helped me. That's really good. I'll do like a quick reference. Like when you're talking about like food in regards to like learn about the benefits and stuff. I recently have somewhat gone into a Mediterranean diet and we would have a lot of beans. And an example of that is um, 
shakshuka and that dish has like garbanzo beans and then some tomatoes um, additional veggies and just hearing about the benefits of garbanzo beans in general um, and I know we're, we're kind of low on time so I'll let everybody do their research for this but just basically the garbanzo beans is just really good for us so it's just tasting all of the flavors inside that and then just like with you talking about the salad like it's just being able to get the time to scent to like use our senses overall it's just it's a really really good thing yeah all right so um do you have any um final thoughts any final statements that you would like to say before we um finish this episode no i just think uh make food fun i would say and 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 make like i said earlier just make it an adventure and take that time you know to research different foods, the different health properties, but also take that opportunity to to go on that adventure of taste. And I think a big thing, again, making food a ritual and taking those moments to pause. And yeah, so I remember when my, my friend, my teacher, one of my yoga teachers, but she's a great friend of mine who is also an Ayurveda practitioner. She once said that we get more nutrition also out of being able to slow down than it is to eat like a really healthy dish. So as an example, let's say we just eat super something super quick and it's supposed to be healthy, but almost if we actually took the time to slow down and eat something else that maybe doesn't have the same amount of nutrients, it's almost like we'll get more out of that other experience. So really, I would say taking that time to slow down and to bring value to that. And uh, I think that's it. I'd love to let uh, end on that note. Yes, savor the flavor for sure. Yeah. Okay, so that does wrap up this episode as well. To find Monica and the Love Yourself Foundation, you can find them at, again, where are, what are your handles? Yeah, so our website for the Love Yourself Foundation is thelyfoundation.org. The handle is thelyfoundation on Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. And then for me, you can find me directly on Instagram at LYF with Monica, Life with Monica. Sounds good. And then for us on Instagram, we're Unqualified Culinary Critics. And then for Twitter, it's U-N-Q-C-U-L-C-R-I-T. And one more thing, just thank you so much again, Monica, for, for coming on. Uh, we really do appreciate it. And we would like to have you back on again in the future just to keep this conversation going as well. Like all of our guests have said a lot of things that just really intrigues us. And what you have said earlier with this episode and the previous episode, it's just exactly the same thing, like in regards to just hearing the good stuff overall. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And uh, yeah, I'm grateful for the opportunity. Thank you. All right, everybody. Enjoy your day. Please stay healthy and stay safe. And do take care. Thank you.